Welcome to M Talk, the Millennial Show, episode 29. I am your host, Vincent Ellis White. You know me, these RVA streets as Vinny Blanco yes, and my sir. man. It's your favorite co host. I hate McDonald's and I hope you do too. <laughs> it's Hoy Kuwaiku Timmons, the co host of M Talk, and we're ready to get it in today. Now, Hoy, before I go to our guest, you're looking real militant over there. Is that Black Panther? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, man, Wakanda forever. Hashtag. All right. No, 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 no. I just, you know, I just. Kind of okay. put my black coat it's on. It's all right. good. Yeah. All right, so look, we're going to let our amazing guests introduce themselves because they do it so well. My, my boys, take it over, please. All right, my name is Terrence. I'm a f- junior biology chemistry manager. My, <laughs> my name is Terry Everett. I'm the same biology major, chemistry minor. Um, and we are Be, Be the, the movement. movement. Yeah, okay, I like the way they mm. put that together. Be the movement. So we're excited today. Yeah, I know who these brothers are. Be the movement. Y'all probably was calling them Black Excellence for like a year and some change. Um, the twins, however you want to call them, we're glad to be here um, at their school at VCU on their stomping grounds. And they just came back from doing some amazing events. They had conventions. They running late. You know how they do. So we're just glad they're here. So we're going to jump in and, we, and we're going to first ask y'all some questions. Um, be the movement. And that started from this amazing viral video that y'all had. I know y'all been talking about it for uh, probably a million times. So... <laughs> Moving beyond that video that y'all made, that y'all were, um, you know, rapping about what y'all doing, y'all majors at VCU, and being a part of Black Excellence, like, two years later, because it's been two years, y'all, so two years later, what are y'all doing to remain relevant? All right, so, like, with our Beat Movement nonprofit organization that we have now, like, before, we focus more on the aspect of go to college and do what you need to do, graduate, be successful. But after we've matured, like matriculated in our education. Okay, matriculated, let's go. <laughs> we came to see more in a sense. It's more so of a grind mentality rather than just having that tunnel vision. So now we like revitalizing our whole page. We're stripping it down, building it back up, changing our branding, changing how we attack different um, motivational speaking engagements that we have because we're shifting more from motivational speaking into like translational speaking and transformational Man. speaking transformational speaking before yeah. you go to you give me what is transformational speaking how's it different from motivational so speaking? motivational speaking is kind of like i go talk to you and you feel good about that you like wow that made me feel good but transformational mm. speaking is more so i talk to you i wake up your unsubconscious your unconscious thinking more so fun. you are more so in a sense you'll you will actually do what I'm teaching you and you start to wake up and realize that this is the path that I need to do and these are the tools that I need to take to be successful. I'm going to say VCU treating, real, treating you real well. Hey, man, you sound good. That's amazing because whenever I hear like a lot of motivational speakers, I'm like, this is powerful and yeah. this is inspirational, but sometimes there's really no nuances to it. And would you say with, with tra- uh, transformational speaking, yeah. correct, yeah. would you say that not only do you give people the motivational aspect, but you also kind of speak on it, uh, speak on improving yourself from a technical level yeah. as formate a, you know, format a plan, write down ideas. Mm-hmm. You guys like, you know, talk about that when you do transformational speaking. Yeah. So one thing me and Terry have been doing now beforehand, when we did motivational speaking. It was more so we'll give our background story. We give them a couple of tools. And then after that, we'll just be on our way. Now it's more so in the sense that we've 
condense all of our presentations and pick these certain key points that we need. There you go. Stay in school. Do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Wake up on time. Stick to a plan. Make sure you take these certain routes because nine times out of ten, when a lot of people are speaking motivationally, they just have a generalized area. Yeah. So the target that we're trying to reach, we're just now starting to realize that we need to target it down and like condense our presentation so they can use those tools rather than trying to pick everything out of the sky. We just give them and they roll with it. Terry, are you just are you still with motivation? You like forget that transformation or what? How you feeling I mean, about that? Actually, I feel like <laughs> um, I mean like now it's it's more so like with the motivation of speaking with the beat of movement and everything. Um, it was more so me changing myself for like actually finding who I am. Like now when I walk around, I don't even listen to music. Mm. Like I listen to motivational podcasts, like the books that I read, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, um, Les Brown, a whole bunch of like intellects. Because Ooh. my new hobby has turned into study and success. So like I won't when I get older, I just won't have one RUI or like return of income investment or like just one set in stone plan and necessarily not having a plan B as a mm -hmm. backup but having a different horizon of plans itself so like me educating myself and becoming more technical with like the the mental rather than like the physicality of being successful I'm able to go back and reiterate those things to the youth so like now on Instagram I do like my do-rag down times mm -hmm. um, I do like my word of the days just to like educate a lot of people and from that it's not always about like with us it's not always about like the videos and jumping around but we've taken that platform and so we still do what we do and put out videos every once in a while but the main essence in this is we are improving ourselves so that when we go back and speak to the young generation, they can say, all right, boom, bet. Like, these dudes, they cool, and they still educated, and they're still climbing, but, like, we're always reaching back to get them. And that's, like, the biggest part of, like, the transformational speeches. Instead of just being motivational, we're teaching them, like, tools of success, write down your plan, like, have non-level success, have a string on the finger, message of the mirror. So when you wake up every day and you look in the mirror, that little message is at the bottom. So you mm. say, I'm about to go get it. So it's just all about teaching people, like, the consistencies of success. And, Hoy, I want you to go to the next question, but I yeah. want to say they definitely have matured from two years ago. I recall a couple of their interviews, and one would speak. That's why they laugh. And one would speak, and then the other one would be like, yeah, what he said, basically. That ain't happened this time just now. I love it. Authentic, baby. Boy, take it off. Yeah, and, and if it just coincides, and we had the privilege of having you guys at Emergepreneur last year. Mm -hmm. Also, Emergepreneur 2018 coming up. We'll be in D.C. Yes, sir. But... Everything you're saying is is key in developing yourself. It's key in yeah. bringing out your best potential. Um, and so one thing that you guys are synonymous with is black excellence. Mm. When we look at a lot of your videos, when we see a lot of your social media, you know, we see uh, black excellence. You guys have talked about that. It's something that you inculcate, you know, on your pages. Inculcate. And so, Boy, and so, I got to give me one now. <laughs> <laughs> something good. So, so okay. With, with, with that being said, Tell me your IG story real quick, fine one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what doing? But with that being said, black excellence. What does black excellence mean to you? And what examples throughout your life, you know, distant or, or recent, that you've had as, that you would consider black excellence? What role models that you guys have had? And in general, what do you consider black excellence? Mm. I mean, like black excellence to me is just being comfortable with your own success. Like you see in the media, in edu even in the books that we read, we really don't see any forms of black success. We don't see any examples, so people don't know how to lead by an example. Yeah. So black excellence is just being confident enough, like Terry was saying earlier, to reach back and grab that youth. Because you can't be out here trying to motivate or transform people when you don't have any accolades, any experience, or any wisdom yourself. So being able to be comfortable in who you are and go <coughs> through those plans, go through those obstacles, trials, and tribulations to do what you need to do and be comfortable with yourself, that's my... 
form of black excellence? Uh, yeah, well, me personally, like, I've studied, like, like I said, like, my new hobby is studying success. Um, I've come to, like, basically become comfortable with, like, instead of black excellence, just being excellence that is black. Mm. Um, when we go talk to kids, even when we talk to adults, um, we talk to, like, we'll be um, asking forums, like, Q&As and stuff like that. And they say, what if I'm going through this and such and such? But uh, one of my favorite quotes is, we're all born in the gutter. Some of us choose to look up at the stars. And so, like, with the reactivity, like, people naturally, like, are complacent because of their circumstances. And so, a lot of the times, you get people to say, I can't do this because this is my situation and this is my current situation. When in actuality, it's more millionaires and billionaires that resort to the same story as you as compared to the ones that have been, like, fully successful off of, like, the luck and the grace of success. And so, like, with the excellence that is black, it's like you use your drive and, like, the stereotypes and the stigmas that come with being a black individual in America to drive to that success. Like, I never understood, like, the situation where a lot of people get upset because, like, um, white people, uh, Eurocentric Americans are, like, so patriotic because, in actuality, they love America because the system works for them. Mm. And so the biggest thing I feel like we get held back on is that we get so distracted of their patriotism that we don't realize that we need to get inside of the system in order to change it. Because just complaining about the system is not really going to get us in to change it. And so, like, that black excellence is us sneaking through the system conforming without assimilating 100% and then being successful in an aspect that we can change the demographic around us. Yeah, and speak a little bit about that. Um, like, it's about being educated. Like, nine times out of ten when I tell people who my favorite, uh, who my biggest role model is in the medical field, I always say Ben Carson, they're like, oh, the Republican? Like, that's the first yeah, thing that they resort yeah, to. Yeah. Like, they don't understand his background, his education. Like, he's a neurosurgeon. And people don't, they don't take that into consideration. So in order to be successful, like Terry said, you got to study certain people. A lot of times I feel like people get too emotional or they go to a political background. They It's always something that they're trying to find a flaw in. If that's what you want to do, study that area of their life. Don't just focus on the negatives. If that's the positive, then channel that and then just follow right behind it. It's, it's, you guys are dropping jewels right here. Like, I, I hope you guys Same are tip. listening, <laughs> taking notes. Like, so many great points. And one of the things, I think we had a conversation the other night after a meeting, and you know, I, I read this book. It was recommended uh, to me by a friend who's a business major, and he says professor recommended to him called The Book of Five Rings. Mm -hmm. And in it, one of the things that's talked about is just being like a student of everything mm. and, and, and not just kind of focusing on the broad to master like the narrow. And one of the things that this book is saying, you know, there are so many different facets and pieces that you can learn from and that you can kind of build yourself from. And I agree. And so I think sometimes you could look at a person like Jay-Z, for example. I'm a Jay-Z fan. The first thing people throw up, and I think people have seen this, oh, he used to be a drug dealer. Yeah. Very much so. Okay. White people have been bringing yeah, it up. Yeah, they'll bring that up. <laughs> yes, it's true. But you have to respect the business acumen, the tenacity to even try certain things to get to the point where he's at. And another point I'm going to back off that you guys made is to be able to get through the system and to conform without, I think it was it to conform without assimilating? Yeah, 100% assimilation. 100%, yeah. okay. How do you discern that? Because I feel like a lot of us feel that in order to do that, you kind of have to completely forget who you mm -hmm. are. And it's kind of like, we want success, but I notice within our community, we talk down on success. Like, if you look at Jay-Z, he has to be in the Illuminati. Yeah. But you don't say that about Jeff Bezos. We talk down on people changing, too. Oh, changing, you don't yeah. want anybody to change, too, Yeah, so. And I that's mean, like a concern. And, and how do you do that, you know? 
So basically, I feel like Be The Movement has basically kept us to our roots. It's, it's all about being 100% like transparent. And the first thing that you got to do as far as on like your journey towards success, no matter which age you start at, is you got to be 100% transparent. Like you got to say, like you got to see your flaws, insecurities, successes, weaknesses, failures, etc. Because you got to learn your background and where you come from in order to know where you got to go. <clears throat> and so on. as far as like not assimilating 100%, you keep those roots. So like, for example, every time me and Terrence go back and talk to the students, that's us a reminder of where we come from. So if you don't keep going back to your community and then or going back to the areas of like and find your passion and reason and what you're doing it for, you always going to get spiteful towards the successful because whenever we see Jay-Z, LeBron James, even Jeff Bezos, like we see the performance of their success, but not a lot of people study the failure. And so when I say my, my hobby is studying the success, Literally, like, nine times out of ten, it's only 5% of that book that I read is about the success, but the other 95% is trial and tribulations. And so, like, not a lot of people see that, and that's why they become so spiteful, because they think it was given to them, but they don't really show what they had to face on the way to be. And and let me extrapolate (laughs) something that you said, my love. That's why I pause so I get my word. So... Some of you said, I'm just joking. Some of you said is uh, we all come from the gutter, but some of us choose to look towards the stars. Is that, mm-hmm. Did I get it right? So my question is this, like, if that's the case, uh, and it's not challenging that, but I want to hear your thoughts on something. If that's the case, and you all came into VCU speaking black excellence, and you've grown now, I mean, obviously, but you came in on some black excellence. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't automatically be on black excellence. Yeah, it takes some growth. So... How can people um, that's coming up from the gutter, coming up from rough uh, upbringing or whatever they're dealing with, it could be just not even rough upbringing, domestic violence in the home, not having enough money, whatever it is. How can they focus on looking at the stars like you all were able to do? And I'm judging that by you all coming in on some black excellence. That's showing me you looking at the stars, but everybody ain't looking at it like that. How was y'all able to do that? Is it? I ain't want. I want to ask the question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think for me, um, like Terry said, the favorite hobby is reading. Like. One thing that Terry told me is like that I, that made me realize he was like the only like reading the only good thing about reading is you're forced to listen and you're forced to wake up your unconscious mind and people don't understand that's the greatest thing that can ever happen just like you're, you're getting more information if you like I was upset the other day what did I do I started reading channel my um, energy and I was cool and with that you get gain more information so if somebody's talking about something in your knowledge about it, it just makes you feel good. Like even when you bought up uh, Jeff Bezos, like the same dude that makes six point forty four billion dollars in a day, he bought New York Times for, I mean, um, Washington Post for two hundred and fifty million dollars in cash. Like it's information like that that makes it you see more ex- to get those opportunities. So a lot of times people are upset with themselves and they'd be like, "Oh, I don't want to do this." Sometimes you just gotta change. Like coming in my freshman year. I had to cut my hair. Like I met with um, me and Terry had a meeting with John Hope Bryant, and he was like, "Yeah, that haircut not gonna fly." For a couple of days, I was like, "Dang, I'm not gonna do this. I ain't gonna do that." But at the same time, it's those small things that you gotta conform to if you want to get on that platform. Okay. Yeah, and in addition to that, um, before I started like taking on reading, I used to be like, "I don't like to read," but that's because I didn't read. Um, I read run statistics where it was like the U.S. Labor Department did a survey like uh, a few decades ago. And uh, it was on basically the top CEOs of the Fortune 200 companies. And it, it, they took the poll and basically a CEO that reads one book a month 
or like just a compository of 12 bucks a year makes 230% more in net profit and net gross income than somebody who only reads one book a year. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even reading before that. Yeah. So I was like, that has allowed me to channel so much energy. And like Terrence was reiterating what I like always say, um, I read <clears> this book by Stedman Graham, You Can Make It Happen. And he was basically just telling you the nine tips of success. And the thing is people felt fall so victim because we have a whole library downstairs, even in this, even in this library. Uh, we have a whole collection of books but like a lot of people don't educate themselves because the anger comes from it like the anger comes from you don't you don't have a, a direction or you don't have like a goal in mind yeah. and so like when you say we come in uh vcu like speaking black excellence like fully transparent the first video our suits was from goodwill um the only reason hey, we stayed good, the only reason we um lived over there on the other campus really why we shot the video is because we couldn't afford to live on this campus so i'm like it's just all about being transparent for yourself and with the check your identity thing that i was saying earlier you got to know where you got to start and you got to you got to be fully secure and fully self-aware of what you can change and what you can't change because at the end of the day you'll never really progress or you'll never be able to come speaking on black excellence if you don't know where you start at because a lot of times your trial and tribulations serve as a testimony to other people so you got to keep sharing your story that's my boy right there yeah I, 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 and, and i know i know uh Vince about to ask something but i just want to throw this out there um so idea that I, i'm thinking about doing and i hope you guys i think you guys already do something similar but you know I read a lot as well, and I'm thinking about maybe starting maybe like a weekly video of mm-hmm. a book that's kind of impactful to me and you guys, you know, through this conversation. It's two books that I would like to recommend if people listening as far as improvement, organization, motivational, and transformational. I would say, um, uh, I think his name is, uh, I can't remember his full name, but his last name is Pressfield. It's called The War of Art mm-hmm. and Mastery by Robert Greene. So any of those pick that up because mastery speaks about uh, focusing on a specific gift or calling and practical ways to enhance that calling. He uses real life examples throughout history. And so um, I just want to put that out there. And the books that they recommended, definitely check those out as well. All right. So y'all too heavy right now. So we're going to bring it back. So Alpha Phi Alpha. Yeah, goodness gracious! Did it get you chills when I said <sighs> ice cold? <laughs> ice cold, <laughs> ice cold. <laughs> ice cold. <laughs> so, um, what inspired you all to join the frater- join the fraternity, and uh, what's your your high, your current high moment and low moment? Full transparency, like you said, my brother. All right, give me something. We <laughs> fine with that. All right, so um, this organization that I joined has. Probably one of the best decisions that I've ever made coming into college. Like my first ment- my first two mentors coming into college and the advisor here, I didn't even know they were alphas until I wanted to express interest into the organization. So they took me under their wing. They gave me internship opportunities. They were doing a lot of events on campus with like, po- like police brutality and other like political ideals that were a big topic in the media. So just seeing how active they were and speak about these creating these safe spaces was like, dang, this is something I can see myself being a part of. So I uh, hit up um, the my mentor and I was like, do you know anything about the organization? He was like, I, I know a little bit talk to blah 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 mm-hmm. and that ended up being the person that I already knew so through that just seeing how close and connected it was to the people that I would already made the circle in my life I was like yeah of course I want to be a part of this organization as far as the high moments I say the brotherhood like fall block practice step in hosting events throwing events just being in that community where it's people with these like-minded individuals mm-hmm. I love it low moments 
I also say the chapter work because <laughs> taking up time, but it's all for a purpose. So I say I wouldn't regret it. And plus, it's teaching me how to build that that bond. And then it's like when I get older and I got all these tasks, it's like it's nothing compared to when I was doing all this at one time back then. It's not on the same scale, but I know if I can maintain that much stuff within that amount of time, I'll be fine later on in life. Okay. I mean, I definitely agree with a lot of stuff that um, Terrence said. So but not everything, right? Not okay. Everything. Go ahead. I'm gonna change up the high level. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, the high moment moments is being around like-minded individuals, and it gives you a medium for like what you really want to do. So then we have be the movement, and then we have Alpha for Alpha. So like be the movement is me and Terrence's organization, but they always intertwine. For example, um, we just did the whole national program for um, state convention for like to go to high school, go to college. So me and Terrence are responsible for going on stage and giving the presentation for the youth um, that they did have come through for the program. So that yeah. is, it's good that they support brothers. Yeah. And like the um, like you always get a good connection because you can foster some good ideas by yourself. But when you have a, a full team of strong men, like that's, it comes together. And even the connections with sororities outside of just the fraternity, um, they always try to propel what you're doing so you can, like, you can be able to propagate a lot of positivity in the propagate. community. Propagate. Yeah. Um, as far as those, um, it, it's, 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 it is being like a lot of um, like-minded people, but sometimes the sense of individuality, um, you can get caught up in being around people so much because like, it's, it's a different environment. Um, for the most part, it's not like I never would say it's, it's like a higher or lower. It's always everybody's on the same playing field. It's just like it's just a different environment sometimes. And so like with the individuality, you can get caught up in like being around a set group of people so long that you not lose yourself. But like you got to remember to keep your individuality because you got to remember what you brought to this team, even if it's positive or negative. Like I said before, like your story is your testimony to other people. So if you just absorbing everything around you and you're not mm -hmm. really keeping true to yourself, then you don't want to be an exact reflection of what you are just because of who's around you. You still want to keep your story and then have like the pick and choose what you want to give out to the community as far as like our respective release. Were they hard on y'all because y'all had a little bit of celebrity coming into it? Annoying, like yeah, <laughs> annoying, yeah. yeah. But I just feel like they made us feel like they made they they bumped us down just a little bit. You know, yeah. everybody's on that same playing field. Just because y'all have these accolades, don't mean we're gonna give you more opportunity over somebody else. And like I ain't gonna lie, me, I was like, oh yeah, I'm Terrence. Like this be the movement. But then just them teaching me those lessons and see how much of like a community background we needed in order to be successful. And I don't have that. I'm one up on y'all mentality. That helped a lot, and I it, appreciate it. It's um, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, another one of my y'all got me talking about books now. So that's one of my loves. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And in Think of Real Rich, he talks about, he, he lists uh, like Henry Ford and a few others, yeah. and he talks about a mastermind group. So he talks about these guys and what they would do. They would get like other like-minded people and they would like bounce ideas and kind of come up with these powerful concepts. Would you say your time spent in Alpha Phi Alpha is kind of akin to like that sort of thing where you're around like-minded people and these brilliant ideas and maybe you're influenced to go out here and try new things um, in, in that respect? Definitely. Um, like even when me and um, a few of my long brothers, whenever we just chill and hang out, like we still talking about um, like different stuff that we can do for the chapter or even if it doesn't spark from the chapter, for example, like the Charlottesville incident. Um, and then like when they were about to rally on Monument about like not taking a statue down, um, like the Confederates were 
the um, Confederate statue. Uh, we was just chilling, talking about it one day, and then basically we created the film Celebrate BCU, where it highlighted a lot of like diversity that we have on campus, basically just from a small situation. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like I'm big on networking and expanding out of my comfort zone. So even I have like me and Terrence have like um, not necessarily like a reading club, but it's like myself and then like two or three other black men outside of like the fraternity. Um, that we just sit down in like Starbucks downstairs in the library and we just talk about like what books we read and et cetera because um, even though it's like great to have like that good group of like-minded individuals also bringing in other people into that that's outside of the fraternity and getting different dynamics on like certain topics is always akin to like a, a big positive aspect on what we're talking about. Yeah, that's new. Wow. Yeah. And, and um, just real quick, that video that you guys did, how, how can people find that if they want it? Because I want to watch, I would like to watch it, the video. Oh, the Celebrate VCU? Yeah. Um, it's Celebrate VCU uh, on YouTube, actually. Uh, on Theta Chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they can just uh, YouTube it. Okay. Um, so, we're speaking about black fraternities. Now, I know I went here to VCU, and I have a friend that's an Alpha, I have a friend that's a Q. And... While I, I respect the, the fraternities and I love you guys, I really do. Um, <laughs> you notice I'm perfect But in rare cases, and this has been a, a topic of discussion, is kind of some people have claimed that amongst black students, you kind of feel like elite, uh, elitist kind of like disposition or attitude from some of the black Greek fraternities towards you know other students who aren't part of that fraternity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a movie was done on uh, uh, Netflix called uh, Burning Sands. Yeah. I don't know if you guys seen that. Yeah. I don't know how accurate of a depiction that is, but I would like to ask you, do you think that's something that's common? Because in a small way, I felt that from certain people uh, in fraternities that I knew, and even when they crossed and they joined, I definitely felt it. Yeah. Um, as far as like how, how often we would hang out, how often we would converse. And so I want to ask you, do you think that's an issue? Have you dealt with that? And how do you treat people now that both of you guys have crossed? Mm, I love this question. So that is yeah. a good question. You you can you can answer this. All right. Um. So basically, I feel like that's a, a extreme issue. Um. I am all for nobody has a one up on anybody. Nobody should think they're better than anybody. So like even when we do like the MPHC events. Um, if it if it if it is clickish, like I'll always make an effort to make my way around the room. Um, like it'll be like usually be in the Commonwealth ballroom and the uh, VCU Commons, and it'll be like certain tables. So then certain times you have like a separation almost from like the people that aren't in a Greek organization, and then like you have everybody because we don't really see each other a lot in one setting. So like um, everybody's like, hey, what's up? So it comes off as clickish, but I always make sure I make a conscious effort to make it around and sit at every single table in that room and say, hey, what's up? I'm Terry. Um, I'm part of Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, aside from the fraternity, like I'm in a good a lot of other organizations. If you need any connections or have any problems or like any questions, just ask me. When you see me around on campus, just wave, like we can start conversations. I try to like warm up the environment just to make sure that they know like that it's, it's a level playing field. And sometimes like Greeks do um, get caught in the notions of what they're doing between school chapter work. So when they finally want to have fun or have an event on campus, they all talking to each other and socializing, forgetting the fact that we're here for everybody. So that's that's definitely like a big problem, not just um, case by case by schools, but even like across the nation. Oh, yeah. um, that definitely needs to be fixed. Definitely. Well, I mean, what what ways can that be addressed? You know, because well, I think he's. I mean, I I, I think he was kind of yeah. he started. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I agree. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that from the 
and I guess I may have had like a few bad experiences. Mm-hmm. We can tell my brother. With, talk, talk about it. Talk especially about with, it. <laughs> with 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 cues. No offense to the cues, but I'm just being honest here. Um, it, when when I bring up these points in the past, mm-hmm. it seemed like it wasn't room for the discussion. Mm-hmm. It seemed like you know this is how we are. This is how we interact, yeah. and you have to adjust to how we think, mm-hmm. and we're not really trying to look at the different point of view. And so I'm all of that is great that you listed, but you know I feel like in 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 total, a lot of those brothers aren't really open to seeing maybe a different point of view or looking at it like, well, you kind of do come off as a little bit arrogant and maybe yeah, condescending to people, mm-hmm. but they're not really willing to acknowledge that you know, amongst other black students on campus, yeah. you know. I think something else I found, too. Uh-huh. Well, number one, so I like what you're doing individually to change that narrative. Mm-hmm. But I think in hearing what Hoyt's saying. It's like the collective. Yeah, and what would yeah. be bigger is not just you doing it. Well, hopefully, you you the leader, and then they follow, and they see you doing it. And they see, and they ask you why you're doing it. You show them why. And then I think you and everybody, you would need to do it. That would make a bigger impact, like a fist instead of that, you know, just one person going to do it, especially hearing that. But also, um, I'm thinking about it too, like, you know, coming up in uh, Norfolk State around tons of, I mean, just frets all over the place. And it was heavy at my school Mm -hmm. at HBCU. But afterwards, right? Like, I mean, me and you, we're a little older than them, so we know about afterwards. And it ain't, it's huge at college. It's the biggest thing at college. But afterwards, everybody go separate ways. Separate ways yeah. And then it ain't even a big deal no more. Not not down on it, but just it ain't like... Because it's its own world when you're in college. Yeah. Yeah. But then after that, everybody working. Everybody back to level playing fields. Or really different levels, depending on where you're going and what you're yeah. doing in your professions. Yeah. But it ain't such a big of a deal anymore to where it can almost handicap you being so clickish that that person you might have walked past like Hoyt somebody ain't speak to Hoyt back <laughs> so so now the person <laughs> got a week yeah so the person you ain't speak to now Hoyt can be the man later on but mm-hmm. he holding on to that thing so I mean <laughs> you know it can be something I'm not holding on like yeah he won't get you to look like you ain't speak to me 12 years ago uh, like, yeah, you, know, you will not get the job today you know so I'm just I, I, that is something that needs to be um change and I don't think it's something that can be changed overnight but I like that y'all have a different mentality because mm-hmm. I knew a lot of people I had some experiences too I just ain't you know I ain't holding them like you but I had some too <laughs> and people I was telling y'all offline earlier that it was people that I was real cool with I mean literally slept on my couch borrowed money all of that and once they crossed like Completely the car changed the girls changed all that and I was just what's up that was it yeah. um, but then like later on when I saw them and now I ended up starting doing something. They was reaching out again. I was like, What's you know, up? trying to figure out what I want to do with them, like for a minute. Oh, but like, uh, that that do need to be changed with friends. And I think, um, you know, while everybody, not everybody, but like a lot of people love people that are in friends. A lot of people also feel like Hoyt mm-hmm. and things like that. So I, uh, I guess it's good just to be mindful of that. Um, yeah, definitely. definitely. You know, but I think y'all already changed the narrative on that. Like y'all some different type of cats anyway. But we just wanted to kind of talk about that too. Um, did y'all have any fears about joining? Like maybe. It tampering with your brand because you had a brand coming in. Yeah, that um, was, yeah. Talk to me. What, what's your man, kind of fear? That was my biggest fear. Like I've seen, um, 
Like, because me and Terry, we did big research before joining the organization, just seeing what type of brothers they had in the chapter, what type of events that they've uh, thrown themselves, what they've even been doing before they crossed. So, you know, we got beat and moving. That's like, at the time, that was at this highest peak. That was there in our art developing stage. This is kind of like our attack mode now. We're going out and doing what we need to do. But during that development stage, I was scared that we'll probably get caught up in it. And then everything that we've done, be like, wow, these two brothers are amazing. These two Alpha brothers are amazing. Like, I didn't join this organization just be labeled Alpha. Like, Alpha doesn't, it doesn't consume my life. And that's not how it's supposed to be. Like, I love my chapter, my organization to death. But it's like, you do so many things and you're an Alpha as well. Yeah. Like, so then I'm supposed to show that as, as a black man looking up to like other black men or like reaching below, just me being an organization, I'm supposed to lead by example and be that person. I'm not supposed to cross get my letters and then act like a whole different person after that. And I was, like I was saying earlier, just making sure that me and Terry keep our individuality aside from the chapter because with our accomplishments, mm -hmm. I never wanted it to be where everything that we've done for Be The Movement was labeled by our organization. Yeah, real. Well, we're gonna switch switch gears. Black Panther. Ooh. Black Panther. Ooh, wait. <laughs> so, yeah, my son over we there. We got the thumbs up in the corner. Yeah, my son over there getting the <laughs> thumbs up. So, we, we don't give any spoilers, and I know it just came out on Thursday. Today is Saturday right now. Hoyt and I have seen it, and I know I believe both of you have not seen yeah, it. Yeah, we seen it tomorrow. Seen it tomorrow. So we'll keep it general, but just what's your thoughts on black people and then black millennials and I mean just who whoever? What what would be your reason for wanting, or what's your reason for wanting to see it so badly? What do you, how do you think it relates to black excellence and what's going on there? Okay, uh, <clears throat> ready? Okay, let's go. So like Black Panther, like honestly, I feel like it's. It's, it's so amazing. I'm so excited not to see, I'm not even excited to see like necessarily the movie, but just to be in an environment in a theater to have a bunch of African-Americans around me that are proud of a product that represents them. Like there's a lot of people that like, they dressing up, they do cosplay. A lot of my boys, even my fraternity brothers, they dressing up, doing all of this stuff, having fun. Yeah. And then like you see people on Twitter, even other African-Americans, like why y'all dressing up? Why y'all doing this? Y'all trying to be like people to go watch regular Marvel movies. And it's just like, I mean, we finally got a movie where we're not being played as like a drug addictor or like a drug dealer or something like that. Yeah. So we're going to go dressed up as them. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So like, I'm so excited to see the movie because I'm, I'm really proud of like how far we advanced. Like Black Panther to have this movie grow so much, not even about the money, but just grow so much attention yeah. from like even younger like Americans instead of having something like boys in the hood which was an outstanding film but it didn't necessarily it tended towards our environment that we're trying to get away from this is highlighting like the gold standard of african-americans like on and just mm -hmm. africans in the community in general so i'm really excited to see the movie i can't wait to see it hope y'all don't give away no spoilers no, but it's, 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 it's really just like i'm, I'm so proud like you're gonna dress up i might i might come out i gotta fit so okay expect yeah. me Hoy, you want to speak on Black Black Panther? That'd be real general, my brother. Don't. Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely just let you know you will not hear any spoilers at all. Um, going back to the thing where people were dressing up in African garb, and all of this criticism that came forth on social media, it bothered me because I feel like Black Panther is the one cinematic W that we've gotten in a in a minute. Because if you look at the track history of Black movies. What do you get? You get us uh, in gang violence. You get us being drug dealers. You get us being victims of domestic abuse. You get us being in uh, crippled households. And I just wonder, why is it we're so hard on ourselves that we can't have a moment 
of a victory. And I call Black Panther a victory because it represents, it, of course, it's a, it's a fictional character. We all know this. But what you're looking at, you're looking at black people. Mind you, if you look at the story of Wakanda, they're in isolation. So they were able to define their reality. Right. So you're seeing Africans in Afri isolation, fictive or not, that were able to define their reality, develop themselves without the help of anyone, and then, and then to create uh, a, a society that's one of the best on the planet in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. Why not celebrate that? And you see people that go to see Star Wars or all of these other movies, they get dressed up. Yeah. And... I didn't go dress up to go and see Black Panther, but if that's something you feel like you want to do, if you want to have your, your daughter or your son and you guys want to dress up to go see the movie, more power to you. I think it's a great film. I can't recommend it enough. In my book, and this is not giving nothing away, I think it's the second best Marvel movie I've seen. I put it after Avengers. Maybe <laughs> neck and neck with Avengers. It was a powerful movie, and I loved it. Yeah, very powerful. Um, I took my son to AMC Theater at uh, Lynnhaven in Virginia Beach yesterday. We tried to escape the crowds and all that. But I think it's, it's, it's great because we always do Marvel anyway. But it had fatherhood. It had just all kind of amazing things. Something you want to go take your brothers and your people. Um, if you can pay for some kids to go do yeah, all of that. Just yeah. an amazing thing. Um, and I, I just think, I love what's happening. And I hate the fact we got to explain why we want to dress up yeah. and why we want to, you know, get excited about it. Um, I don't know if y'all saw it on Facebook, but it's people bringing, like, I mean, people, African dancers coming into theaters, drums. I mean, like, my friends bought out theaters and did those type of things. Wow. I've never seen that happen in my entire life. Um, so I know y'all definitely going to enjoy it. My son enjoyed it. I think we're going back to see it a second time mm -hmm. in, a, yeah. in upcoming days. Um, so Black <laughs> Panther, y'all, make sure y'all go see Black Panther for sure. We're going to switch gears. Hoyt, what, what's your next question? I'm so, excited about this one. So, uh, this is M Talk. We have to be real. We have to be candid here. You can get asked anything. You mm. know, oh. I can ask you, do you hate Coca Cola? But I'm not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, we want to end this off on a note of, of music. We love music here in general. So, we're going to give you guys an option. You can either name your top five favorite MCs of all time or your top five favorite singers. Once you once you choose which one which genre you want, so you can do either R and B or you can do hip hop. Once you choose that, you have to list your top five in that particular genre, and me and Vince are gonna chime in. <laughs> mm. I'll do hip hop. No, I said I do hip hop. While we're thinking on that, I'm gonna bring uh, my son over here too because I got one more request. I want to see what they gonna do on my next request. <laughs> Why y'all think about that? Um, I don't even know. I'm just go with hip hop too. Hip -hop. Okay, let's <laughs> get Hey, first Jay Z. First Jay Z. First High five Jay -Z. me, brother. Please. Go. Thank you. Should be number two, but go ahead. Nope. Second, oh yeah, yeah. So second yeah, would be second would be Lil Wayne. Mm, that's mm. a good one. Cause yeah, Cause, like, if he explains it, that yeah, that's a good one. Third, I would say. <laughs> Will Smith. Y'all gonna hate me. Y'all gonna hate me. Y'all gonna hate me, but Will uh, Smith. People, did you hear this? Number I, three, Will Smith. Will Smith. Smith is number three. Will Smith. Why? Wow. It's it's because like here's the thing. He's serious. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> He's so serious. Here's the thing. Alright, so like I look at the overall, like, the whole compository uh, of everything. Yeah. 
And so, like, Will Smith know he could not rap. He know he trash. But that was legit. <laughs> he he <laughs> How did he make it in this side when he, you start off? He was buns. But the fact that he was willing to go out and able to do it, that song switched. He's still making money off of that song. Just, like, that's the same reason why, like, Jay-Z is, like, my first. I don't even like Jay-Z music as much, like, anymore. Because, like, just the times have changed. But, like, his entrepreneurship inside of him reaching, the, like, the level that he is in a game. He's, like, the rappers are right here and his playing field is all the way over here because he has that sense of compository. Okay. Number four. Will Smith. Hey, I'm just going to say this real quick. You're the first person in history to put Will Smith in the top in five. History. I've never heard I'm that different. before. <laughs> I'm different. I'm different. Four, I would say, is Logic. Oh, man. You know Ooh. that's my favorite rapper. Oh, you went. Logic. Okay. That's my number one. Oh, wow. And then five, finally. This is hard. Five. If you get four, don't force yourself, my brother. You know? I'm, I'm gonna go to him and then I'm gonna th- think because I have a few options for the okay, five. Okay, okay. All right, so I got number one. Will Smith, it. number three. Don't forget that. Jesus right. Christ, <laughs> that's a clip. <laughs> <laughs> that's a switch. <laughs> All right, so I got Logic as my number one. I got Kendrick as my number two. Mm, I got mm, J okay. Cole as my number three. I got Eminem <laughs> as my number four. And I got Travis Scott as my number five. Yeah, Eminem number four. That's a that's a pretty nice a, list. Now, now Logic because he Logic and Kendrick they're so close to each other because they rap about social political issues. They make you feel good about yourself. It's not more so just because I'm driving the fastest or I'm driving the fastest cars. Like they rap about substance and the fact they are able to monetize and make it at such a good market. Their strategy is so amazing that it it, it gravitates. Like, I gravitate towards that. Travis Scott, I just like the dude because like. His raps aren't the best in the world, but his marketing strategy has allowed him to get to the stage and perform at the level that he does. He got a, what is it, an auto-tune microphone? Don't tell me you can go up there. Like, if he gets a mic by himself, people will still love him because they know that's Travis Scott. The fact that he's able to switch the two dynamics and gra- like gravitate people towards that to the point where they know he doesn't sound like that in actuality, but he sounds like that with that robotic mic in his hand. It's like, goodness gracious, you really made people think that this is the new wave and this is new to sound. Even though he did make the auto-tune, I understand that. He got yeah. the got the old heads in, in the, uh, Ooh, in the, the game. Heads, <laughs> 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 the the old, older people in the game. But it's just more in a sense that for a while between... The old people that use auto tune back then, T Pain had a had a good skyrocket, but Travis Scott just took it up. Like people really mm. don't like auto tune like that, but he was able to monetize and make people agree with it to the mm. point where now they're like, oh, auto tune is good. Now all the little Uzi verse, little pump, all those type of people are starting to use auto tune. So let me ask you a question: What's the reason that you all don't have? A Nas or a Drake in your top five? Oh, uh, uh, Drake is Drake. Sensitive. And they're not the same. I'm just saying, most people, Nas is in there. A lot of younger cats we had have put Drake in there. So I just want to hear from y'all. I don't, okay, I don't really like... Here's the thing. I, I never, like, listen to music a lot, a lot. Um, I've always thought of, like... I've took the essence of music and that sense of communication and I just, like, read. Like, so, like, even, like, my parents love Nas. Like... Um, Nas, Pac, Biggie, all of that, like, you know, like, like, I I listen to Nas too, like, I I enjoy all of them, but it's, it's it's just a sense of, if I'm getting it from, like, these books, like, I'm looking for, like, something different in my top, and so, like, Will Smith, (laughs) 
Jesus it's, it's different. Like, it's, it's different. I'm always the person, like, if I have everybody in the room say one answer, while everybody is going around answering that question, I'm thinking of a logistical reason why that isn't it. So by the time it gets to me, I'm going to shift the dynamic of the whole par- like, of the paradigm because I'm looking for, like, difference. Like, my biggest fear in life is being average. And so, like, like I respect, like, the big cats in the game. It's just, like, I can't sit up here and tell y'all I'm going to give y'all, like, the, the the typical response because I'll be lying if I said, like, I listen. Have, have you told your African, I mean, not African, Lord Jesus, have you told your alpha <laughs> brothers that Will Smith is your number three? No, he hasn't. And I, I haven't told anybody. <laughs> oh, so this is the first? This is the first. This is oh, wow. Jesus okay. God. Okay, I'm well, gonna let, I'm gonna let the good. world know. You let them know. Let hey, the this, know. this dude going over the place. So we, we didn't want to end it on the top five because I know y'all brothers part of the brand. It sounds like you didn't evolve. I don't know if you can still rap anymore, bro. You, I can't. I you do straight little, reading. And, I do a little something. But <laughs> well, we do. And so what I did is I brought my son Jordan. Oh, in. he about to drop bars. Too? Um, he, I don't know. He said he got something on his computer, but I I, I know. This is what y'all do. Y'all do this, mm-hmm. and y'all about them bars. Yeah. So I want to see if y'all don't mind, you know, doing a little something real quick. I don't know if Jordan want to jump in, but he been wanting to just get he look. So y'all, so y'all can know why my son is in here. It's not like a shameless nothing. My son been looking up to these guys since they came in two years ago. <laughs> he saw they was coming today. He started screaming about black excellence. He couldn't wait to be here. So I told him he got to come with bars or not. He gonna have to slide off the camera. So like, <laughs> y'all do something, and then I'm gonna just you know he can he can do what he do. However y'all do it. All right, you I'll go first. Be the moment at the top. top. I never want to see a stop. Nah. So deep you thought it was a mop. Just <laughs> turn it up like a knot. Hey. And your ear can't swap. That's I'm right. on the scene like a prop. Wow. Yeah, me and my dogs flee. <laughs> Ticking like clocks. Whoa. 100 degrees. Wow. I get my degrees and put in that work. work. We ain't do it first. Nah. We just did it right and left them hurt. Wow. I want the Franklin's money to give to God like my name was Kurt. Mm-hmm. No need to Kurt. Wow. We wore the game out just like a shirt. <laughs> Run the game, that's over time. Yeah. Lights out, I still shine. <laughs> Wearing cop no decline. <laughs> Self-made, don't need a cosign. Wow. I've been working on my mental. Wow. Try to tell me be gentle. Wow. We got his potential. I ran that instrument. Uh, ooh, took the top off the bottle. Whoa. Fame kind of hard to swallow. Ooh. Kicking it with Mr. Krabs. I started from bikini bottom. Wow. I had to get to the shore. Ooh, I really had to make sure. Ooh, this what we waiting for. Ooh, I'm ready to go up on tour. Back up on it with the same momentum because I'm getting everything I gotta get. Staying focused, never get distracted because I'm really trying to get the doctorate. Oh, nah. I always focus, but I'm never lacking. Never moderate. Don't gotta push a brick. And all these politicians never like they my skin. Get. But luckily they love the chocolate. I tell them ooh. I be slicing with the suits. Yeah, my success is absolute. Bow. And all the haters be on mute. Shh. I'm out of college and I'm pushing. Knowledge because I'm trying to put it all to use. Same GPA, but the skin different, so I'm always saying what's the use. I probably hit him with the who. Who? I don't know if you ready, brother. You want my seat? Come on. Hey, you gotta speak up. You want my seat? Hey, take your time, Jay. We're gonna finish it off with Jay. I don't know if Jay. Hey, I mean, like, mine is real short, to be honest. Hey, go ahead, Jay. In the show, man. This is cool. Speak up, please. We gotta get in that video. Get him the Bronco bars, Jay. What's up, Jay? Talk to me. Talk to me. Oh, I got my own flow. Speak up for a minute. Hold up. Start it over. Speak up for a minute. I need you. Hey, excuse me. We gotta hear you. Hold up. Speak up for him for the people. Alright, let's do it. Let's go. Oh, I got my own flow. Uh-huh. Swag building up out the blow. Ooh. And I did it all on my own. When I rap, man, I get in my zone. I can turn into stone. Better. Oh, man. Hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Start over. Hey, better watch the tone before they end up in the cold. Make how you rappers look old. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Stop right there. Make rappers look old. Cars in the field. Can I try that like one more time? Try that joint one more time, man. Slow down. Get your flow together. There you go. You with your boys. I know. We here with you. We here with you. All right. Oh, I got my own flow. My swag building up out the blow. And I did it all on my own. When I rap, man, I get in my zone. My heart about to turn into stone. Hey, just better watch the tone before they end up in the cold. Make all you rappers look old. Ooh. Okay, we'll take that. We'll take that. He sat back chilling, too. <laughs> Bars. Okay. 
Hey, look, man, whenever y'all can make it out, bruh, you can put this man in a suit. He can be in one of the videos. That's what I'm saying, man. Look. It's a suit oh, on. Oh, now I got video. my own flow. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, so look, man, we want to just end it like on a lighthearted note, man. We appreciate y'all for coming, man. Y'all brothers, um, y'all really inspired me, man. Like seeing from the beginning, seeing what y'all do. Um, I love, I love the way y'all evolved. I like seeing that for real, man. So that's Ooh. that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Was that my word? Oh no, I mean, you know, y'all brothers evolving. Um, yeah, thank you, and thank you, thank you. and being somebody that has done um, books and plays, like I, I can relate to y'all because when I started. <clears throat> My story blew up, and it was all good. Everybody wanted to get my story, this and that. But after a while, I kept saying to myself, going all these years, am I going to just be able to talk about finding my dad, and that's my only thing? That's okay. what we had. Right. That's and I know y'all dealt with it. And so, you know, are you just going to rap? Are you mm-hmm. just going to have this story of, well, we did this, and five years later, we're going to be talking about your viral video, or what are you doing yeah. going, going forward? So... I had to constantly reinvent myself and evolve. They're already doing it early. So I just want to, you know, black fist to y'all, brother. You know, and, and, I, and I love the fact that we're saying on air that we're going to get this video popping. Nice. When my son put a, put a suit on because we're going to make another. Because got to do Because we're going to make another viral video with the young scrap. I can't. Um, right. you got anything before we go? Social media? Uh, no, hey, uh, make sure you follow me, uh, Hoikuwaku Timmons. That's Hoikuwaku Timmons on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow your boy. Alright, uh, right, so our website is bethemovement.com. Our social media is at bethemovement underscore. Our email is beforethemovement.com. And also, I just want to say thank y'all for having us out here. I don't want people also that's watching this video to think that we some cocky dudes that's like, oh, we just going to do this and keep it moving. Like, it means a lot of stuff that y'all took the time out y'all day to actually, like, set this up. Talk about this. It just gives us a sense of, sense of pride that there's people out there that's actually take action, like, taking action and, like, Watching our videos and taking the time, bringing your son out here to drop these bars. We about Word. to get this video popping, so it just means a lot to us that y'all actually taking the time out y'all day and like doing what y'all doing now. We really appreciate it. All mm-hmm. right, and I, look, and I look forward to hearing from y'all on how y'all what y'all took from Black Panther when y'all go see it tomorrow. Um, I'm your host Vincent Ellis White. You can follow me Vincent Ellis White on everything. And this wraps up episode 29 with straight bars. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh yeah, well you know he don't have no social media handle right now. The young young. Hey, hold up, well. Let me see, I did lose my phone, but I still have my tablet. So um, music, oh so um, musically, follow me, BatGod23, and just watch my musically because I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I think I have like 381 fans, so. Yeah. Let them know. 381 fans. All right, so that's my son, Jordan Ellis White, 11 year old middle schooler, young future superstar. All right, y'all, we out, episode 29. We gone. Peace.